You're listening to Beyond the Belt, Adventures from the Outer Rim, Season 1, Episode 9, titled The Derelict. Original story and music by Jason Nitsch. Enjoy the show. It's finally time. If it's today and the time is right now, then it's time for another episode of Beyond the Belt, Adventures from the Outer Rim. getting anything, Captain. I don't think there's anybody home. Roger, Roger. That could be really good, or it could be really bad. Are the sensors picking up anything? There is a lot of interference. No transponder code, no electronic signatures detected, no identification beacon, no outgoing transmissions. There are a few power sources on board, but they appear to be in some kind of low power or standby mode. Every now and then I get what looks like a faint life form reading, but I haven't been able to hold it or pinpoint where it is on the ship yet. What do you think, number one? Want to take a walk in the cold night air? You bet. Can't think of anything I'd rather do today. Communications, keep trying to reach them and send a message to the Deep Space Flight Operations Center and let them know we've found a possibly abandoned vessel. Note our position and tell them we're about to board for a preliminary search. Number one, put together a boarding party and let's get ready to enter. Helm, take us on one pass around the ship. All lights and cameras on and running. Then put us in a stationary holding position just aft of control at the main airlock. Medical bay, be prepared if we find any survivors. We may need your assistance in a hurry, so be on a standby alert, please. Everyone, this could be a big payday for us, but there could be real people in real danger over there. And that's our first priority. Let's all get to work. I watched as the crew sprang into action, each member of the bridge detail now fully engaged in their work as they peered into the consoles, gave orders, and quickly went through their protocols for an abandoned ship incursion. You never knew what you were going to find. Sometimes an abandoned vessel could be hauled into port and sold off for a massive profit. Sometimes you found a spacefaring family in need of rescue. My name is Chester Paulson and I was the captain of the New Hope. 
a deep space recovery vessel that specialized in abandoned or damaged spaceships, search and rescue, and, if need be, we had the medical facilities on board to easily treat the wounded from a medium-sized passenger cruiser, including very critical and life-threatening cases. More often than not, we found ourselves in situations like this one, a mysterious dark and quiet ship that has drifted into the shipping lanes and someone reported. Usually that meant either the crew abandoned ship and left the vessel to drift aimlessly, or something catastrophic had happened on board, and we were about to step into a real tragedy. It wasn't uncommon for the ships we found out here to be dark and quiet, but it worried me that the ship didn't have any beacons or identifiers either. The scan of the ship's exterior didn't even produce a name painted on the side of the hull. It was a ghost floating out here all alone in the cosmos. I like a good ghost story. I don't like to be in a good ghost story. I made my way to the prep room where the team was already assembling. For the first incursion, it was strictly search and rescue. Get on board and see what may have happened. See if there was anyone left alive, or at least a sign of where they all went to. It wasn't glamorous work. Lots of feeling around in the dark while wearing a clumsy spacesuit and turning around only to get scared out of your mind by a corpse floating by. Not glamorous work at all. Captain, I've completed the detailed scan and I have centered in on the location of that life sign. It's still very weak, but I've been able to track it fairly steadily to a room just adjacent to the ship's command bridge. It could be a survivor, but we still haven't heard any answer to our communications. Very good. I guess that's our first stop then. Plot us in a course from the airlock to that location and send it to my heads-up display, please. Yes, Captain. I watched the airlock door slide open, nothing but silence and mystery on the other side, and I took my first step into the darkened ship. I didn't turn to look, but I knew that our away team members were close behind me, all of them going about their usual tasks of evaluating the status of the ship, and all on high alert for surprises. Away team, we've got a possible contact near the command center. Let's stay together until we've identified what this is. Stay on my six and stay alert. I received a series of acknowledgements over the comm and began following the pathway to the unknown life sign. The ship was a mess. It looked like a sudden depressurization had taken place, but that would usually mean that some signs of structural damage or trauma would be visible on the outside of the hull. I didn't see anything like that on our scans as we approached. Another mystery, for sure. Someone else was having the same thought as I was. Captain, is there a reason that you would intentionally decompress your ship mid-flight? That's crazy, right? I mean, who lets all the air out of a ship cruising through deep space, killing everyone on board instantly, flash-freezing anything and everything alive, and jettisoning everything into orbit? Who does that? That's the million-dollar question, isn't it? I guess if you had a fire on board that you were trying to extinguish, or if you needed a quick way to kill everything right and along with you. Whatever it was, nothing so far suggests any kind of sudden accident or catastrophic collision. There's no damage anywhere. So, someone vented the ship, then closed it up again. We're almost there. 
Stay sharp, everyone. We turned the corner towards the command center, just a few steps away from our destination. Away team, Joe, take Frank and Heather and head into the control and see if there are any logs that can be accessed. Let's find out what happened here. Anything you can find out would be a bonus. The rest of you, stay on me, and let's find this life form reading. It wasn't very far to the next entryway, which was the first closed door we had encountered on the ship so far. I pulled off the wall panel, crossed a few wires, and watched as the food silently raised. I took a step inside what looked like the captain's private quarters. It wasn't hard to find out what we were looking for. In the center of the wall was a lone, deep stasis pod with a single occupant. I took a few steps over to take a closer look. It was a middle-aged man in a DSCM uniform. The nameplate said, Dr. West. I wondered how long he had been like this. Team, looks like we got a survivor in deep sleep. This is no longer a salvage operation. This is now search and rescue. Bridge, send an update into Deep Space Operations Center and let them know our situation. Also, see who we know at DSCM. Let them know that we've got one of their guys out here that we're bringing in. Give the medical team at Europa Station a heads up as well. We uncoupled the stasis pod from its moorings to transfer it back to our ship. Whoever this was, they survived whatever happened here by placing themselves in their deep stasis pod. Normally utilized for long interstellar journeys, it places the body into a kind of hibernation. I've heard of people using them as life-sustaining chambers as a last resort when a mission goes sideways, but this was the first time I'd seen it myself. We would leave him there until we got to the space dock, where the medical facilities at Europa Station could better treat any lingering issues they might have. I hope he made it. I want to hear what happened here. Must have been one heck of a story if it ended with violently blowing all of the oxygen out of the ship. Although there were no other life signs, we did a sweep of the ship from top to bottom. No other survivors were found. No bodies were found. No escape pods were jettisoned. Most of whatever had been on the ship looks like it was thrown out into the blackness of space when the decompression was triggered. We did find one ominous thing, though. Blood. Lots of blood. Whatever went on in this ship, it was violent and bloody. I'm pretty sure I was glad I hadn't been around for it. it for this week. Don't forget to join us next time for another exciting adventure on Beyond the Bat, Adventures from the Outer Rim.
Hello, Belters. We hope that you've enjoyed this special extended Season 1 episode of Beyond the Belt, Adventures from the Outer Rim. As we prepare for our exciting second season, which we'll release this summer, we hope that you'll join us and continue to support our efforts by becoming a sponsor of the show on Patreon or by visiting www.jasonnitch.com slash next episode to support our efforts to tell more stories from the Outer Rim. Thank you again for listening, and thanks for your support. And We look forward to the release of Season 2 this summer.